I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. So I'm sure that there's some kind of like radio transceiver in there that will let it connect to the 3DS. And now coming to you live from atop the Lavender Town Radio Tower, it's the one, the only, Puckle Podcast. And welcome to the 382nd episode of the Puckle Podcast. I am your host, Trainer Thatch. Here today, I am joined by the bearded man himself, the TCG master of Puckle. We we have Lord Jushiro. Hey, some say. Hey, guys. Some say. <laughs> and then, of course, we've got the lovely lady of Puckle, the one with uh, with the cotton balls everywhere. It's the fluffiest ones it got. Some do say that I am the fluffiest, but there is a debate going with my Altaria. <laughs> there is a debate. Welcome to the show if you're new. Welcome back if you're old. Uh, Puckle stands for the Pokemon Underground Champions League, a nonsensical name with that I came up with in 2007, where we used to actually play Pokemon in basements. That was a thing. And then, of course, we just made it the show. We talk everything Pokemon from the video game to the trading card game to even spinoffs like Pokemon Ranger Shadows of Almia. Wow. Yeah. Again? I don't think I've ever I don't think I've ever played it, to be fair. Like, there's a lot of these spinoffs that I've been mentioning lately that I haven't played. And it, it's really getting to me. <laughs> they all melt in my mind at this point. I have played zero Pokemon Ranger games. I think I played the first one just for the Manaphy and that's it. That's why your 3DS is still intact. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> that's why your screen doesn't have all that ma- It doesn't have uh, a circle on it. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I saw what it did to my siblings' 3DSs, and I never bought one. <laughs> yeah, I don't blame you. It's not that great of a series, unless you like drawing circles. But welcome to the show, guys. Uh, we have a great show lined up for you today. We're going to we're gonna continue our chitter-chatter here, but we are also going to jump into some news discussion today, followed up with the Poke Quiz topic, where we quiz your co-host on their innate Pokemon knowledge. Uh, we got a topic today lined up for you guys where we're going to talk about what's the thing that we're talking about we're talking about about how sword and shield might connect to f- f- our past pokemon games and then of course we're going to f- wrap it up with the poke of the episode this week which i'm actually really happy with i'm i'm really excited for it and then we also have the mailbag segment where we read your emails but without further ado let's keep let's keep talking uh how have you guys been how, what's what's uh, up with the pokemon world on your end want to start fluffy Okay, not a whole lot. I have started a Nuzlocke of Pokemon Heart Gold. Okay. Because, yeah, I, I know I'm they're sorry. like the best Pokemon games ever. And I had played Soul Silver once in Italian. And then I kind of never tried it again. And I got that used copy of Heart Gold last year at PocoCon. And so I decided, no, you know what? 
I am feeling some Gen 4 love, but I don't know if I want to commit to an Aslock of like Diamond. Mm, yeah (laughs) there are some limits to my madness i think the nuzlocke of diamond is probably better than a nuzlocke of heart gold soul silver and hear me out because i think the reason heart gold soul silver like hearkened as some of the greatest games of all time is because of nostalgia glasses and i'm definitely to blame for this as well partly right but the grinding is horrible Oh, in yeah. Heart Gold Soul Silver, it is it is absolutely the worst. I think Diamond and Pearl are probably some of the most uh, I want to say quote unquote exciting versions yeah. of Nuzlocke, and this is for the sole reason of literally every single Geo Dude and Graveler that exists in that game because there are a bajillion Geo Dude and Graveler in Diamond and Pearl, and and they all learn Explosion, yeah, and they they don't they use it pretty regularly, and it's like sturdy plus <laughs> I Explosion. Remember that. I remember you hating going through a cave because the grabblers were just. I if I did not have a ghost type, I knew they were just gonna explode and 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 yeah, kill whatever streak of whatever I was training at the time. I just hated it. Mm-hmm. No, it's what's gonna happen. Well, see, I decided to make my life interesting in a different way, and I picked Chikorita as my starter. <laughs> that's not. I don't think that's a terribly unpopular thing to do. Not anymore. Chikorita, suddenly people are watching it with rose-tainted glasses. Now everyone loves Chikorita. When they came out, everyone hated it. I've always loved Chikorita, but the point is, it's not exactly a good choice for the first few days. Oh, no, it's the hard It's the hard mode in uh, Gold and Silver. That's the hard mode. Yeah, but what happened was that I caught a Bellsprout, and so I could trade it for the Onyx. Yeah, but the Onyx is garbage. The Onyx is not garbage in the first gym, I thought. And then I was like, okay, I've got an Onyx. He's like level 10. He has rock throw. I'm doing this. Oh, he's leveling up and your life is awful. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. And for some reason, since I never used traded Pokemon, I forgot that... It's not until level 20 that they listen to you anyway. It's only yes. until level 10. Yes. And so I, I clicked rock throw, and Onyx was like, nah, nope. not today. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, oh, no. And I was stuck in the gym battle at that point. <laughs> and it was almost a total party kill because Onyx was being a little fluff. <laughs> Gosh darn it. Uh, we only we only had to sacrifice a poor level for Caterpie. I'm That's sorry, fine. Caterpie. And that, ladies and gentlemen, is the true meaning of Pokemon. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> no, I completely understand. I've done that several times. Several. Uh, what about you, Jishira? How's life? How's, how's the world? Uh, March has been crazy. Um, I've been moving, for those of you who didn't know. Uh, I've been kind of a uh, missing in action while I'm moving. It's just been a big month. But I've been playing hardcore TCG. I've been uh, in a uh, uh, last two months been updating my decks. I have like so many decks, like it's hard to choose what I'm gonna use when I'm stream. Uh, but it's been a lot of fun. Uh, the TCG, I'm glad to say, it's in I think one of its best um, formats it's been, and it's you know since it was created, it, there's so many different varieties of decks, so many varieties strategies that it's just a healthy meta right now. And if you guys are uh, worth 
thinking whether or not get into it right now. Um, not would obviously taking apart the, pack, the fact that it's super expensive. Uh, <laughs> but if you guys want to join in now, it is a great time to join into TCG because there's just a sea of cards and decks that you can use and build and play. That is just it's been fun nonstop. I've just fallen out of it because I don't go to league anymore. Yeah. And no, I'm going to start going to league now because I just, the, the new place I, uh, I moved from Linwood down to Bellevue and I now. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. Right, Bellevue. Yeah. Party, right party. next to, uh, Mox. I'm seven minutes away from Mox boarding house, which for those of you who are not from Washington, it's a big, uh, hobby slash restaurant store where mm-hmm. you, uh, um, go and play whatever board games or card games and they do have a league and, and I'm hoping to start going starting next week and. Yeah, be active in the league again. Ever since I moved, I just haven't, I haven't had, well, the league here isn't the greatest. Like the community here, I, I've heard isn't the greatest. So that, that's kind of what stopped me from doing it. Mm. I mean, maybe somebody else who participates in like the, the league can, you know, yeah. j- drop me a shout out and be like, no, it's not awful. Come to this store and I will be more than happy to go check it out. But uh, th- that's really the one thing that's been holding me back from really doing it or, or yeah. I would. Or I would, I might get back into it and lose a lot of more money. <laughs> yeah, well, uh, the money part is just, it's uh, just not. You can't stop it. If you're into yeah. TCG, you're gonna pour money into it. I mean, I did, I did for a while, and then once I moved, I was just like, man, I have so much more money now that I don't play. <laughs> <laughs> yep, that I'm that not, happens. I'm not trying to buy thirty dollars so I get three copies of like one card, and yeah. uh, it's it makes my life significantly easier. <laughs> Yeah, no, I totally get you. It's just not easy to pour that much money into the game, and uh, physically, it's just it's just hard. Physically, it's rough. I I hate like digitally, it's different. Like on TCGO, yeah. it's not bad. I really do appreciate like how easy it is to like swap decks and everything because you mm-hmm. only need four of a kind of anything exactly, right, to play Pokemon. Yeah. So you don't need to like have a four different or eight Jirachis because you want two decks to have four each. Exactly. Yeah. Because sh- sw- you could obviously just change them whenever you're going to change the deck, but that's too much. It's work. such a hassle. Such a hassle to search the card in your deck, take it out of its sleeve, put it on the other deck that you want to use it. It's yep. just ugh, too much hassle. It's a hassle. Digitally, I, you don't have to worry about that. Yeah. If I got back into it, it'd probably be digitally anyway. I just, that way I just buy code cards or something. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, that's, uh, that's kind of where I'm at with that. Uh, other than that, for me, I haven't been doing like much Pokemon stuff at all this week. We did, uh, we did the Upple match against, uh, who was it this week against Lured Up Podcast. That went pretty well. We won that. Mm. So we're, we're eight and two now. Woohoo. That's a long streak. Yeah. We, we started it. We started off 0 and 2, right? <laughs> and now we're, now we're, uh, eight and two. So we we had a good finish of the season. We we have one more match in regular season. We've already clinched playoffs, which is really nice. So we're we're got, we're definitely going to the playoffs. We're just playing for seed now. And uh, the last match this this month is against Snag. Oh, so, yeah, Ooh. it's a great the way to finish Derby. off the season. Yeah, the Puckle Derby. Um, so we're gonna we're gonna finish that off this week. I I heard that as that's the Puckle so Derby. So I'm sorry. But yeah, yeah, I mean, that's what we're working on Pokemon-wise. I mean, other than that, I've been playing a lot of D&D. Or, get, or not playing, I should be, say, prepping a lot of D&D. Oh, man, I wish I could start playing again. I, one, that's one of my hopes now that I have Mox burning uh, yeah. House so close. It's like, maybe I can find a D&D group, maybe. But I barely yeah. have enough time as it is right now to get into another hobby. I've just been, I, I've just been doing that because, I don't know, it's a nice, it's a nice like, creative escape outside of Puckle. I like not getting it wrong. Like, I love doing creative stuff here. 
and I'm having mm-hmm. a good time. But this is something that's been it's been nice and refreshing to do something different. Like compared to PTU, where like when I was prepping for PTU sessions and stuff, it's like oh, more Pokemon stuff. And yeah. I, I feel like I feel like it's just one of those things that ha- it prevented me from like stepping back and uh, preventing me from like seeing Pokemon in like a new light because because I just like I like put my head down and just like ran straight into it. And so um, focusing on like D and D has been really nice because it's an, it's a different system. And I'm not super familiar, like, I'm definitely not as familiar with it as I am with Pokemon, right? And so it's been really nice as a DM, like, going through and trying to build encounters. And they, they have, obviously, like, more monsters and, like, much more versatility and like, what I can do and stuff like that. And, mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, it also helps that they have, like, pre-written modules. Granted, some of them aren't great. Um, so, <laughs> so, like, what I'm doing right now is I'm actually going through one of them and I'm kind of rewriting it. Uh, to make oh. it flow a little bit better, um, which is really I'm just doing it for myself because uh, we played D&D last week with my friends. I think one of my friends is actually listening. If he is. Hi, Ryan. Um, mm-hmm. And like I, I successfully tricked them into playing D&D with me on a more regular basis because uh, <laughs> 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 um, we just did a one shot last weekend. And so this weekend, uh, so we're going to try to do it again in the near future, probably sometime in April. And so it's just been a nice escape. Honestly, I'm not going to lie. Uh, just to get away outside of like the Pokemon thought process, and it, it's just good. It helps me come back to this and be a bit more refreshed by it, if that makes sense. Instead of feeling like, oh man, just more Pokemon stuff. Yeah, it's 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 a creative palate cleanser. For yeah, you. It's, yeah, exactly. That's that's exactly the description. It's a nice creative palate cleanser, and it's just been really nice sitting down and like rewriting the story and like figuring out new ways to like introduce it. Um, if you don't find a D and D group, Jushiro. <laughs> <laughs> I could I could run I could run the same adventure for two groups of people. Um, <laughs> we can do it online. We can always try. Yeah, I don't even want to do it. Like I don't like. What's also really great about it, and this is this is something that people are gonna hate, is that it doesn't have to be content. Mm-hmm. Like before, every time that I did something like Pokemon wise, and that's probably what was happening, is that everything had to be content. Yeah, it, it ultimately always ended up feeling like work. Yeah, it's not that it felt like work per se, but it was always like. There was always some aspect of it that's just like, oh, this is a little bit more hassle than like I'd really like. I just want to play the game, and uh, I, if we do it, I'm just not doing content, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, of course, yeah, no. That's the reason what I would search for a D and D group as well. It's not yeah. for content. It's I wouldn't do it for to, content. I would just sit down and do just, it with you guys. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Just have a, a a night of uh playing with a few friends and a few beers and see what chaos we get into exactly. without any expectations whatsoever. Exactly. I think that's what I would do. I, I think that's what how I would handle it from here. But yeah, we could talk if uh, it depends if my if my real life group decides to fall apart, which it, it, yeah, yeah, it, there's no, a cliche, there's know. a 50 50 of this. So <laughs> <laughs> I just really want to play some D&D. It's a good system. Uh, but we, we have rambled on long enough and there is some news to talk about today. So we're going to kick it on over to the news. Let's cue that epic music. <laughs> Radio Tower. This just in. And welcome to the news. The news is also brought to you by Pokemon Go because that's where most of the things are. So it turns out that there's going to be a new research day. They, they keep doing these like limited research days or community days or whatever they are. They're not really community days. It's like go spin it and you get special research for like nine hours and go get some certain stuff. And so on March 30th, that's this upcoming Saturday, 
you can go and you can from 11 a.m. local time to 8 p.m. local time. First of all, let me just say how much I appreciate that they've just decided to do local time for everybody. Oh, yes. Isn't that the best? It is. And uh, what what this is all about is it's going to be about Pokemon with various weather conditions. They use Lotad on the artwork. So let's let's hope that it's Lotad. Um, shiny Lotad and Shiny Cast Form, normal form, are going to appear. And Cast Form will also have the move Weather Ball. And so there you go. Uh, you get you get cool stuff like that. <laughs> uh, they also put out a new P- Detective Pikachu trailer this week, uh, which is actually pretty cute. I mean, you got a few other things in there. I'm I'm really excited for this movie. Yeah, I'm just <laughs> I'm just scared that they're showing all of the good stuff in the trailers. That's always a fear. I mean, it, it most likely could be an issue that they are showing all the best parts, but it is so far everything they've shown has been so good that I'm not too worried. I'm sure that it's going to be at the very least a decent movie. You do know there's an easy fix for that, right, Ash? Don't watch the trailers. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I run a Pokemon podcast. Uh <laughs> I help you run the Pokemon podcast occasionally. I only watch the first one. Oh, the second one is so good. You missed the Ludicolo <laughs> one, which I think is a travesty. Yeah. I absorbed the knowledge of the Ludicolo from the Discord. <laughs> That's server. true. The, the, the Ludicolo <laughs> is probably one of the best things to happen yeah. in in that in that like trailer at all. In any of the trailers, honestly. Like, you could say the Mr. Mime was cute, that little play. The Ludicolo was fantastic. Yeah. The Mr. Mime was not cute. That was I, I'm not saying cute. I meant, I meant like, notable. Maybe that's the word I'm trying to use. <laughs> I'll give you that. Again, if you're playing Pokemon Go, we're changing raid bosses on March 28th. We are going from, I believe it's Palkia right now. Or, or is it, mm-hmm. no, Dialga. Dialga right Dialga. now. Dialga. Uh, Dialga to origin form Giratina. Which should be interesting. That'll be interesting in and of itself because it's origin form Giratina, so it's a little bit different. Uh, I, I mean, that not a lot's happened. This is really this is the calm before what I assume is going to be the storm. Uh, they they've also announced the uh, next battle competition uh, for this is the Japanese Pokemon Championships, so it's only in Japan, unfortunately. Um, so those are happening, I believe, in April, April, uh, April nineteenth to the twenty second. There's going to be an international championship. This is how, or not international championship, but it's going to be Japan's championship. That's how they determine the Japanese players. I would like to point out that I think this is a very unfair system. <laughs> I, I agree. I I wouldn't be surprised though for twenty twenty if this is the kind of system that the U.S. moves to. Or that everybody else moves to, because I think the logistics of getting switches to regionals is going to be a huge problem. Mm. Like, I, I see it going in one of two ways. Because, one, the switch has a battery life of three hours with something like Zelda, and maybe, maybe you'll get a battery life of, like, six hours with Pokemon. Like, maybe. So, I'm not feeling too great about people, like, bringing their switch and having it not die. And so, what do you do then? Do you have... Do you have like individual docks with TVs? And if you're talking about if you're talking about a 200 competitor field on an uh, in a bad year, that's what or in a good year, that's what that's they'll typically have. That's at least 100 monitors if you're t- at least having one into uh, two in one. Yeah, I don't see them going for televisions. I could eventually see them going for like they give you like electricity and a cable. Maybe, for your yeah. 
that's still a lot because that's really hard for them to do for VGC now. I mean, they do have like p- charging stations and stuff, but that's really hard in a lot of convention centers. I, I know this from PuckleCon last year, actually. Like getting electricity run in convention centers is a pain. And so I can totally see it happening even now because I, I spoke about this on the show last week where when I went to the regional in St. Louis in 2018, it was definitely a sideshow to the TCG. It was a sideshow. It was not it was taking taken nearly as seriously by the staff. You could tell it was it was definitely a sideshow, even with 192, 195 competitors like we had. It was definitely a it was definitely like more of a sideshow to the 1500 competitors TCG just rolling the dough well tcg i mean you're gonna make more money off of that right like for yeah. vgc all i have to do is buy a console and buy one copy of the game and i'm set for three years yep and for tcg no i gotta continuously keep updating my deck every I keep... three months you gotta lay down some moolah yeah exactly and so i mean also on top of that uh tcg versus video game tcg you really have to be in person to actually play that and mm-hmm. so that's why that's why you see 1500 people show up for TCG when 200 show up for VGC is is because of that. And uh, I think I think it would just be really healthy overall, but I think you'll see numbers go up for VGC if you see have online events like this where you have a championship online. I'm not even saying yes. do the championships online. Do a monthly just do like a monthly tournament for VGC on the like online and just like a regional and I think you'll just see the numbers skyrocket, and I think you'll see a lot of new players. And yeah, and you're 100% right, and don't get me wrong, I think that TCG should also uh, take that format and have online competition using the PTCGO also, because I think that's one side that TCG is also lacking, is the ability to have more, because if you want to earn championship points, if you want to participate, you have to go to leagues, which I understand, but some people don't really want to do that. They just want to play and have tournaments in a more official era and the tcg just doesn't do that i would argue for tcg that doesn't make sense business-wise for video game i think it doesn't matter because like i said for video game regardless if you're doing it online or if you're doing it in person you have to buy the same stuff yeah right it's the same equipment the only thing you can't do really is you can't do great streams right and what you would have to do in my opinion, what they should do is they should really reach out to some of the bigger like VGC players, stuff people like Wolf Glick and Aaron Zhang. The, you reach out to them, and what you do is you have them stream their their time in the event. Oh, that's a good idea, right? And you you reach out to them. Maybe they do it on their cha- on your Pokemon channel, or maybe you do it somewhere, or you you have it do it on theirs, and you could host it or something like that. Uh, I I I really wish this was going to happen. I really don't see it happening. I can definitely see the first. Uh, VGC event that switches over to the Switch and Sword and Shield, I can see that not going well. I like I am fully ready for like December or November when we just start hearing horror stories. Yeah, about the first regional or international challenge that happened with those games. Yeah, well, just like the TCG when when the whole fiasco with uh, Lysander's trump card, they mm-hmm. didn't really think this through, and then you had uh regionals where the round one lasted the 45 minute round yes so people weren't getting to their second or third round because the first round was just taking so long it it was a fiasco so yeah if they don't think this through how the power plan is for switch Mm -hmm. it might just become another fiasco where people are just running out of batteries mid their uh mid their uh battles and then what do you do there how as a judge how do you call that if you have one side completely be drained out Mm -hmm. that's what i fully expect I really, really expect something like I expect it not going well. 
I'm going to throw that out there. I just expect it to not go well. Um, and then I like, I don't think 2020 is going to be the year we switch over. I, I would say like 2021, 2022, maybe Gen 9 even. Um, wow, that, really? that's, yeah, I like, I, I don't think that they're going to jump to online mostly because I think they at least see this community that they have and they've hired commentators for this and stuff like that. So I really don't see it going to online. I think it should go to online or maybe we'll start to see some kind of hybrid between the two where we get see more happen online. Um, they finally did bring back this year, at least. They did bring back the the international challenges on the Wi-Fi network, so you can at least earn some CP by going to these online challenges. So that those are really, really nice, but it's not the same as, like, going, like I said, like going to a regional or something like that. You can't earn that amount of CP. Yeah. And I, I think doing something like they do with Japan is it would be really interesting to go to, but that might be a huge shakeup for a lot of people and I, I can definitely see there being like backlash. I think what they have to do if they want to do it, they have to do it quietly, quote unquote. Yeah. And they'd have to slowly migrate it to the Internet. And by that, I mean, you just have more international challenges on the Wi-Fi network and you make it possible that somebody can solely make it to Worlds by playing online. And then then you just slowly make that transition. I mean, it's already starting, though. Yeah. yeah. You, you know what they also have to do? No. They have to make sure that internet matches are not as feeble as they are right now. That's true. What do you mean feeble? Like, um, the- as in, you disconnect every seven oh, seconds. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, gotcha, yes. gotcha. Uh, it, it's definitely, I mean, I think that's part of it, though, with the Switch, because when we're paying for a network now, right? We're paying for server space. Exactly. They have to make it solid. Yeah. Yeah. There's a huge difference now than before. Before it was all free and you can go, well, at least it's free, but now you're paying for that stuff. Mm-hmm. It, it really needs to be caliber, uh, exactly. good caliber. Mm-hmm. I fully expect that. I, I expect to see that happen because we already have that happening. There's already that one regional that's only TCG in the 2018 mm-hmm. circuit. And I can definitely start to see that mentality start to spread. Like... Well, and, and it's not even good news for people like me who enjoy just TCG because if you have one side declining, it will clearly affect the other side as well. So it is for TCG players the best interest to have VGC still be alive and well because that is basically the heart of Pokemon. I don't entirely agree with that, uh, okay. mostly because I think T- TCG has been growing really, really well in yeah. the past few years. And I don't think video game has been doing near that. Yeah. Well, in in terms of that, I mean, you see the cycles. Everybody goes, oh, but well, you had, you know, in twenty, what was it? What was what was the year that Sun and Moon came out? That was the twenty seventeen meta. They go, oh, hey, look, we had like three hundred people at a regional for the Sun and Moon meta. That was really crazy, and it's just like, yeah, that's what happens every time. There's a new game, more players show up, and then when you get eventually, it, then it goes back down. And three years later, it's a it's a it's a sine wave. And in terms of participation, I mean, you're seeing the same thing now. Do you think DLC might help with that? Or wait, what do you mean? No, DLC in general, like in the future, something that can be used to combat the fact that if when the game's f- freshly re- uh, released, then obviously the population grows, but it dwindles as it goes on because obviously there's no yeah. real new updates to it. Maybe if they start doing DLCs where they update the game with new stuff. No, no, they already do that. They already do that. They already do that. Like, think about that. So 20, 2017's meta used Sun and Moon, and then in twenty. In 2018, we used Ultra Sun, Ultra Moon. Oh, that's right. It, it, yeah. With five new Pokemon, something that had never happened before. Yeah, yeah with yeah, new Pokemon. Right. Mm-hmm. Didn't really change Didn't anything. see it that way. And then, 
you then you switch over to and it's always a new meta too every year you have to think about it like that right it's like uh it's like a new rotation yeah, and it's it's blatant that they are aware of the problem because the thing they tried to do this year yes. with three different metas across the year was blatantly a ploy to try not to get the numbers to drop off too badly. It didn't work. No, but they well, tried. It, it was a ploy to really make it more like TCG. That's what it was. It was a ploy to make it. Oh, every three months, like when there's a new TCG set, we're gonna have a new meta. And they, I mean, they tried and they've done, kind of done that in the past, like softly. Like, I think the biggest example of this is Incineroar with Intimidate. Like when Incineroar got Intimidate, that changed the whole meta. And uh, that that was a huge thing. And so they've kind of done that before. But it's not, uh, I don't know. I like, I, I like the idea of there being a real life video game tournament. And I think we should still have things like nationals. And I think we should still have things like worlds. I think that's a really cool thing, especially as a video game player, right? I, I think it would be cool, though, to see it happen and be more accessible. I would like to see it be more accessible. I don't think you should have to pay for plane tickets all the time to be able to make worlds, right? Yeah. Um, because I think the people that you'll see, I mean, if you're talking about any of the prominent VGC players right now, uh, minus like Wolf Glick, but even when Wolf Glick was popular, it's always a college student <laughs> that <laughs> has way, has enough time to pe- travel with the money from mom and dad. Yeah, exactly. Or or that one kid that has won every single international challenge in the whole season. Yeah, like in the same season. I don't remember his name. Yeah, but he's the he's the junior champion of every single regional championship. Well, because it's a lot. Of, it's a lot of pay to play, and I think this is a really good way for Pokemon to kind of lower that bar. And maybe we see a lot of new faces. You'll see a way greater participation if you just have it online, right? And I think you'll just see a crazy participation compared to what we see now. And maybe you get, maybe you'll see new faces in VGC, and that that would be great. Um, but like I said, I think I think the way you do it is you kind of do a hybrid for a few years. I think I wouldn't be surprised if in the 2020 season, when they announce the regionals, there's more than one regional that's TCG only, because they they finally like broke that wall. Like somebody came out and said it's just not profitable to do VGC. I'm just going to do TCG. It's profitable. Yeah. And I think we'll see more of that. Uh, not saying that it's not it's not great, but I mean, I, I wouldn't be surprised if it eventually came down to just like, oh, there's international challenges and there's worlds, and that's the only VGC event in person, which which would be okay. I wouldn't be too mad about that. Yeah, you still have a place to like meet up with all your friends and play Pokemon yeah, together. Yeah, exactly. So. Exactly. Uh, but uh, we're going to switch gears, guys, and we're going to go on over to the Puckles Pokey Quiz segment where we're going to quiz your co-host on their innate Pokemon knowledge. And welcome to Puckles Pokey Quiz, the part of the show where we quiz your co-host on their innate Pokemon knowledge. Today, Jushiro and Whimsicott are going to be acting as a team to answer five Pokemon-themed questions brought to us from the community over on our Discord. You can go to Discord, and there's a trivia channel where you can submit your own questions. And if they're good, we'll go ahead and select them. So I'm uh, I'm pretty excited to get go into these. But what's going to happen is they have five questions. They get one point per question. They are going to go ahead... And uh, they have a potential for seven because one of these questions has a bonus point. And if they get all of these questions right without using their lifeline, which is a hint for one of these questions, they can get seven points. 
they're in a race of 30 points uh, with their fellow co-hosts for a $20 credit to T Public. And this is all brought to you, of course, by Anime Gravy, the store where you can buy a bunch of cool anime art stuff. Yeah. <laughs> they, they need to give me a spiel so I can, like, read it off a card or something. But we, without further ado, let's just, like, jump into it, as Philip DeFranco would say. Let's do it. <laughs> and so our first question what are the only fire type Pokemon that can learn Flame Wheel? This is just like a line. It's it's I, I'll I'll even tell you it's a two stage evolution. So like there's a basic and a stage one. Ambor, Ponyta, and Rapidash. Only oh, only non fire type. Only non fire type. Known fire type. Oh, I understood oh. fire type too. I said non fire type. I apologize for not that clarification. Okay. Oh, okay. Non flame wheel. Wow. And it's uh, like it's a two stage, stage evolutional line, you said. So yeah, it evolves so it's, twice. It's, no, no, it just evolves once. Evolves once. Oh, so you have oh, a basic okay. and a stage one. That's it. Oh, okay. Um, so why would it make sense for these Pokemon to learn that move when they are not fire types? Unless they because probably... they're a wheel type. <laughs> they're, exactly. they, maybe they're <laughs> round. <laughs> That's the best answer ever. <laughs> <laughs> they are wheel types. Okay, so the wheel types that I can come up with are either single stage or three stage. So What about Volt Voltorb and Electrode? They don't learn foreign flame wheel? I'm throwing stuff because I really don't know. See I'm seeing what's sticking to the wall. I think they might learn flame charge, not flame wheel. Okay. But let's keep it on the back burner. It's a good answer. Do you want to just use our hint this quick? <laughs> uh, let's give ourselves another, like, 20 seconds. I think we have another 20 seconds to answer. I that. forgot to write the timestamp down, so I don't know. <laughs> okay. Well, so then we it's 60 seconds. We have 60, <laughs> 60 seconds before we have, I, I believe. Three hours, actually. Three hours. Um, <laughs> yeah. I, I, uh, what about... I, I'm thinking about round Pokemon uh, uh, that could learn Flame Wheel, but I'm really running... So there are two answers that come to mind mm -hmm. uh, about Pokemon that like curl up and roll around. And one of them is Fampi and Donphan. Oh, and the other is Sentret yeah. and Furret. Yes, 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 yes. You're right. Um, so those two, I, I think, would make a list a tiny bit. I am going to need an answer now. Okay. Do you, you want to? I really like the Donphan one. Okay. Let's go with that one. Okay. Don fan is unfortunately incorrect. Oh. You're going to be blown away by this. It's actually Rattata and Raticate. What? Yeah. Huh? Isn't that weird? I would have never got that. That's Even crazy. with the hint. I'm glad we didn't use it. Yeah. It's crazy. Because if you had said it's a normal type rodent from Route 1, I would have said, oh, then it's centered and for it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so the next question, speaking of fire-type moves, uh, like Greninja, Delphox has its signature move as uh, Mystical Fire, and like Greninja also, it actually shares that move with one other Pokemon. Miss Magius. Who's the other Pokemon? Okay. There you go. Miss Magius <laughs> is correct, so you guys are one for two. Uh, <laughs> Miss Magius does learn mystical fire as well, just like uh, I set. Does does Chestnut have a? <laughs> oh, I guess I got Spiky Shield. Uh, it has Spiky yeah. Shield, which is so boring compared to Mystical Fire and Water Shuriken. Yeah, wow. Chespin really got the short end of the stick right there. In yeah, that generation. Did. Okay, so this next one, this one I know specifically comes from Uncle Oshawott, which makes me happy. 
what Pokemon has the Pokedex, this Pokedex entry from Pokemon Moon version? Even if it loses one of its heads, it can live relatively problem-free. It makes snow clouds inside its body. Even if it loses one of its head, snow clouds inside its body. Uh, snow clouds? Yeah. As in clouds of snow? Apparently. Yes. Sounds like a vanilla, uh, the, the um, Vanillax line. It does. Um, what, what else has more than one head and is an ice type? I can't think of anything. Mm, yeah, the other one, when he said when it loses one of its heads, the immediately thought was the, the Dino Demo. The um, no, what I what I thought about losing heads was alone an executor because it's a palm tree and <laughs> just drop off. <laughs> but <laughs> but I know the entries for alone executor are all different. So yeah, it might be Vanillux, who has like more than one head, but it really has more than one body, so... But still attached, right? Yeah. I need yeah. an answer. Want to go with that one? Or do you want to only use the hint? I I, I think uh, we can safely go for that one. There There's go. not a lot of many others that make sense. Okay. Vanillux it is. Vanillux is correct yes uh, so there you guys go you are two for three good job jay our next question has to do with money oh in the country of I, i'm gonna mispronounce this niwe um i'm gonna look this up actually the pronunciation niwe. Yes. Niwe. niwe i did say it right they actually put pokemon on some of their legal currency uh, i'm sure you guys have heard about this in one way or another and yes there were five yeah. Pokemon on their currency when they did this. I'm going to give you a point for every two of them you can mention, and you get all five, you get bragging points. Actually, because I've been doing this, <laughs> if you get all five, I'll give you the point back for the flame wheel question. Oh, but you wow. still, but you still can't get the seven, or you still can't get seven. You can't use the, you can't save the hint and get. Seven. Well, I, it's safe to assume that Pikachu's a safe bet. Yeah, and I'm like ninety percent sure one of the others is Meowth. Really? Okay. Yeah. Um. They're five, he said. Yes. So that's two of them. Uh, we can either guess that it might be the original starters, the Which three I'm ones. Pretty that... sure, I'm pretty sure they are. They are? Okay. Uh, the other ones would be they cherry-picked famous, popular Pokemon, and like Charizard, Mewtwo, but I don't know if they would do that. Because I I've honestly haven't heard this news. This, this is literally news to me. <laughs> But it's like a really, really, really old thing. Yeah, this is pretty so old. Yeah, it it would make sense. Like th they had this at least like ten to fifteen years ago. Because oh, I remember hearing about then it has this, to like, be the starters, Meowth ago. and Pikachu. Then yeah, like no, it might have been like they did this like during Gen two or Gen three. Mm. But I'm pretty sure it was like Pikachu, Bulbasaur, Charmander, Squirtle, and Meowth. What I'm not sure about is whether. They were Charmander, Squirtle, and Bulbasaur, or, you know, like... Venusaur, Charizard, and Blastoise. Charizard, and Blastoise, yeah. Um, what do you think? I think it's more likely than it is the base forms of the starters. Yeah. But, okay, um, let, let's give it a try. I'm not sure. Okay, let's go with Pikachu, Bulbasaur, Charmander, Squirtle, and Meowth. That is correct on all five accounts. Yes! yes. got for the epic win. So that gives you guys five points. You are five for four right now. Uh, however, you can't cash in the hint. 
I, I will make oh, that clear. Um, all right. So the next question is a base deck question, like always. And I'm running out of who has the highest one of what type because we've done this for two years. And <laughs> so I want to know what not fully evolved Pokemon has the highest base stat total. What a good question. That is a good question. What not fully evolved Pokemon has what? The highest base stat total. Uh, Vigoroth? Sounds like it might be in a contender. No? Uh, it, it, of course it, you have the hint. Contender. <laughs> have exactly. The hint. We should use the hint because I have yeah. other ideas. And we can't, we can't catch it in either, so exactly. might as well. This is a normal type Pokemon, and when it evolves, it only changes one of its stats. It does sound like Vigoroth. It does sound like Vigoroth, right? <laughs> okay, uh. Uh, 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 because Chansey changes several of its stats. Yeah. Uh, it changes at least uh, at least two because its special attack goes up, and it I think it gets even more HP when it goes into Blissey. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, uh, oof, well, yeah, it could be Vigoroth, uh, normal types that have base that, and then when it evolves, it only gains one set. I'm drawing a blank of what else it could possibly be that is normal type. Yeah, me too. Like if I if I am right about about Chansey, because Chansey, by virtue of having like seventy billion as its HP stat, has a pretty high base stat total, which you wouldn't <laughs> think because it has like five speeds and five attack. Wow. Yeah. Uh, it, so its base stat total is decent, but I think I think Vigoroth uh, might might be might be the one. Maybe, yeah. It's. I think it's between Chansey and Vigoroth. Which one do you want to go with? I think you've been trusting me so far, and I, I want to trust you. Let's go with Vigoroth. Okay, Vigoroth. Vigoroth is unfortunately oh, incorrect. Sorry. The answer is actually type null. Oh! oh. It's right. only The only stat that changes when it evolves is uh, its speed from 59 speed. to 95. Yeah. Yeah. That is the only thing that oh, happens. Well. It's got a base stat total of 534. Vigoroth, on the other hand, has 440. Just as a oh, heads up. Okay. Uh, but yeah, good try there. You still got five points, so you That's can't good. be too yeah, mad about that. Yeah, absolutely. You guys can't be too mad about that. So you guys are actually chugging right along. Uh, you guys are you guys are doing pretty well. Um, let's see. So we've got uh, that changes up the stats kind of. Um, by that, I mean, everybody's still like a pretty good contender in this. It's not just, uh, everybody's doing pretty well here. So let's go ahead. We're going to take a look in first place. We have Scrawn with 24 points. So he's kind of in shooting range next time he's on the show. Whimsicott is in second with 22 points. So you're a little far off. You got two shows to go probably. And then Mm -mm. in third, we have Sublime with 15. In fourth, we have Seth Vilo with 14, followed up in fifth by Basket with 12 Linian, Sigma, and Jushiro are all tied for sixth with 11. <laughs> and then Bosefis and Dr. Shamu are tied with 10 apiece. We're pretty close, though. Like, everybody's doing really, really well. Nice. So good on you for all being on the show and spreading out. So that is going to be it for Puckles Pokey Quiz this week. We'll bring it back at you next week with another edition of this. But in, that, in the meantime, we're going to switch gears, and we're going to switch it on over to the topic. Hey, Puckalonians, It's Sublime Manic. Can't get enough of your favorite flip-flopping podcast? Then check out our social media. You can find links to our Facebook, Twitter, Reddit, and YouTube all from our website, pucklepodcast.com. And you can join our Discord to hang out with your favorite hosts and other Pocalonians. 
Also, check us out at twitch.tv slash thepucklepodcast. And if you have an Amazon Prime account, consider subscribing to our Twitch channel. You can also check us out at YouTube at YouTube slash pucklepodcast. And we also have a Patreon if you're able to give anything at patreon.com slash pucklepodcast. And welcome to the topic. Our topic today is going to be how is Pokemon Sword and Shield going to connect to past Pokemon games such as Pokemon whatever we're playing now, Ultra Sun and Ultra Moon. That's the answer, right? (laughs) (laughs) And technically, Let's Go, I guess. Let's Go has been such a whirlwind that it's already over for me. (laughs) I think it's over for a lot of people, and I think that's exactly what to be expected from us the hardcore gamers I'm i think sure that so i think so there, there I, might be kids and and you know the early starters who are still playing it favor uh favorably but for us it was just a good old you know 20 hour time of fun and now it's over <laughs> it's so surreal to me thinking that just like four months ago we had a new pokemon game come out yep i've nobody's nobody's talking about it I haven't touched it since like January. Yeah, me neither. And I haven't. Yeah, I, I went. I went back to Ultra Sun, Ultra Moon, and and that's just because of the way my brain works. And I go, man, I need to be able to complete the Pokedex. And yeah, and so, I, I mean, if we want to talk about that, I think I think we could all resoundingly say like the answer is definitely Pokemon Bank is the way we're going to transfer. The the mm-hmm. question is, uh, Whimsicott brought this up, and I I did not think about it this way. Is how is Pokemon Bank going to work? Which I, I think is a an incredibly interesting question because it was kind of it's tied to your Nintendo ID, which is tied to your system, and we all know how completely accurate and reliable that has been throughout the years. Yes, and I'm being totally sarcastic if that sarcasm is not <laughs> bleeding through here. I'm really hoping that they do some kind of Pokemon Direct within before November that kind of focuses on this, kind of like they did before X and Y came out. Yeah, because yeah, yeah, yeah. They, they did do that before X and Y came out. There's an entire Pokemon Direct that was about Pokemon Bank. They're going to give us another Mew. <laughs> and, well, I, throwing I, Mews away like they were candy. I mean, th- this is like a really big sales point that they can really hit on because I think it's really important for people who jumped in at Let's Go because you can say, oh, you can bring those Pokemon over to Sword and Shield by purchasing a subscription to Pokemon Bank for $5 a month. Because po- Pokemon Bank was sold as their as their solution to making sure that you can always transfer. But that's another question. Now we, before it was $5 a year for Pokemon Bag, now we pay Nintendo Network. So are they going to still charge us $5? Are they going to include it with the Nintendo Network? Uh, that's a, a price range that we would like to also listen to because man, $5 for, for, it's not, it's, it could be a lot of people a month for some. So a lot of money for some people is what I meant to say. Yeah. So like, I'm I'm gonna throw it out there and be like, in terms of console gaming, one, we're only paying twenty dollars a month for mm-hmm. online on the Nintendo Switch. If you have an Xbox three sixty or a play, or yeah, I mean, and I year. forgot it was a year, so never mind what I said. I was saying five dollars a month, and I forgot it was five dollars a year, so it shouldn't be an issue. Never mind. It, it literally works out <laughs> to just over a penny a day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So never mind. Never mind. I, I for whatever reason I forgot how much it was, and I thought it was five dollars a month. Go walk around your Taco Bell parking lot and you'll find a penny. Like, I swear. Yeah, and you'll be able to pay for your Pokemon bank. Honestly, like, the only issue with the subscription price for Pokemon bank is if you live in a country where $5 is a whole lot of money. That's true. Yeah, well, that's what I, that was. Thinking. But then it's already an Even issue then, for it's you. Just I think an, it's a year, though. Exactly. Like, 
you're already probably not playing a lot of subscription online games at the Exactly. Point. Yeah, yeah. It's not, I don't I don't I'm not too worried about the price point. I'm more than happy to pay an extra five dollars for Pokemon Bank every year. That's fine by me. I, I don't think that's a problem. I'm already doing it now, right? Like I have my yeah, Switch yeah, yeah. and I have my Pokemon Bank and I'm paying for I both only of bring them. it up because uh, I know there was like certain consoles like in the PlayStation and Xbox uh, uh consoles, there's some there was some subscription that were not in, um you didn't have to play if you were part of the PlayStation Plus or the Xbox Live network yeah. because it was included. I don't know if that's something they were thinking of going with, but never mind me. Continue mm-hmm. on. <laughs> that's that's kind of where I am with it. I, I think the biggest question though is like, how are they going to do that account transfer from the 3DS to the to the Switch? I'm kind. I don't know. Is there a connectivity between the 3DS and the Switch? Have they? Have the, is that built in? I don't think it is. No, because I know it was built into the Wii U. Where you could have the Wii U and the 3DS talk to each other, just they just never utilized it because mm-hmm. the Wii U is such a such a failure, yeah. <laughs> and so they never utilized it. But I could definitely see the Switch already having some connectivity where it's allowed to talk to the 3DS or like they can connect to each other in some way. I think they're going more the online route with you know just upload the Pokemon. I would be okay though if there was some some kind of thing where you could make your 3DS talk to your Switch so you can like a. It can connect the account. Yeah. It can verify thinking, you had that account. Exactly. I was thinking, well, there's something that talks to both Amiibos, but then I remembered it doesn't talk to every 3DS, no. the new ones. Mm-hmm. That would be a yeah. huge barrier of entry. And I, I, I'm sure there's a way for the Switch and the 3DS to connect. I mean, the Switch has Bluetooth and oh. in and of itself. So I'm sure that there's some kind of like radio transceiver in there that will let it connect to the 3DS. And I'm sure Nintendo thought about that ahead of time because the 3DS has been such a success for them these past, I guess it came out in 2011, eight years now. And, mm-hmm. and it's still selling. Like, that's really sad. Uh, <laughs> it's still, it's still like doing well. It did finally like slump in sales last year, but that was only because the Switch has finally like really started to kick off. And also they've stopped really making games for the 3DS. That also helps. <laughs> <laughs> that that also helps the sales, but I mean, it still has this massive library, which is fantastic. Most of the games on the 3DS, I think, are just fantastic, and there's not a I lot think of shovelware. If you're an RPG, yeah, I think if you're an RPG fan, you have to have a 3DS because mm-hmm. one of the best some of the best RPGs ever are on the 3DS. Yeah, I, I think there's a lot of good stuff on it, but. I think that they probably thought ahead and just like as like a safety, just in case the switch, you know, wasn't doing that well, they could still bank on the 3DS and whatever comes after the 3DS and they could bank on it and they could still connect it to the switch in much the same way that you could connect uh, the 3DS to the Wii U. And I'm sure that there's some kind of connectivity feature. And this is the only instance in which it will ever be used. Um, I'm certain if they do this. That, that does sound like something Nintendo would do, though. So yeah, this, worried. this is the only situation it would do is to be be like, OK, connect your 3DS so that we can confirm your account is this account and you can have access to your Pokemon bank. That's the only way I could see it going. Uh, in terms of that, otherwise, it's log into your Nintendo network ID and hope it's the same one you made eight years ago. And we'll see what ha- if you're one of the people who like got the 3DS at launch, right? Mm-hmm. I, yeah. Even then, some people probably didn't even link a Nintendo Network ID to their 3DS. Like that's something that probably didn't happen yet. And th- these are things that I, I am worried about this transition and it not going smoothly. <laughs> after after you brought that up, yeah, me too. And it's not just because I have like I have two 3DSs with two subscriptions to Pokemon Bank, and it's one of them is not to the Italian eShop, yes. and it's a whole giant mess (laughs) (laughs) i i'm mostly worried i am worried about that transition to the switch though i as much as you imagine if if it starts losing people's pokemon 
I mean, it already does. Um, fun fact. It already does? Yeah. Well, it's like, yeah, the bank isn't like super, super, super stable. Like there's still like instances, but we're talking about like, you know, like 0.01% of people or oh, something like that. Okay. Right. It'll just yeah, randomly worst, accidentally delete it. The worst part is that it doesn't tell you when it's about to expire. Yes. That's the it, problem. If it expires, whether or not you find your Pokemon the day after or a year after, it's a complete, uh, what's the word? Random mess. Um, yes, there's another mess. word I was looking yes. for, but it is uh, not appropriate cluster, for this cluster a bunch. Crap shoot, a crap. Shoot. Oh, okay. oh, okay, that's actually more family friendly. Jashiro and I were on the same wavelength. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, and and so yeah, no, I I I do know that's an issue. I. I don't know. I I didn't even think about it. Like just in terms of logging into Pokemon Bank, that is going to be a huge issue, I think, for a lot of people. I think the reason you didn't think about it is that we've had the 3DS for so long, and the 3DS was essentially the same system as the well, DS. Well, I know we I'm for so long before. I I haven't been worried mostly because I know that my Switch and my 3DS are on the same Nintendo network. Yeah, <laughs> I, I know this for a fact because like it'll it, it gives me like friend suggestions for my 3DS on my Switch. Yeah. And so that's that's why I, I haven't really worried about it. I'm just like, oh, my 3DS and my Switch are on the same account. It'll be fine. And I, I realize that that's probably an issue for a lot of people because, one, Nintendo network IDs are just completely done incorrectly. There's just they're, they are just a mess in and of themselves. Like, yeah, the, the problem with that is because you never use it for anything. I, I mean, I feel like if I were using my Nintendo friend ID to like share with you guys instead of one having a friend code on both my Switch and my 3DS, Nintendo, like why are friend codes still a thing? It, this is yeah. It's it's it, even the reasons they use for why we're still using them. It's not even like if you're really that. If you're a a predator and you really really yes. really want to do it, friend codes are not gonna stop you. Yes, I really am concerned with like the friend code problem. I, I was hoping that the switch the switch is pseudo fixed it, but not really. I mean, the the big way it really fixed it was at least it lets me connect, like my like I said, my 3ds and my Switch are connected, and I can at least take my uh, like I get the friend suggestions from my 3ds on my Switch, right? It says, oh, you're friends with these people on the, your 3ds. Did you know they also have a Switch? And you can send them friend codes or send yeah, them friend the requests, which is really I mean, it's a really good system as well because at least you can accept friend requests. So. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, this is something that I shouldn't be happy about in 2019, but it is something that I'm happy to see from <laughs> Nintendo, is that I can accept friend requests. Before the 3DS, you both had to separately put in friend codes. This is such a derivation from Japanese culture, though. Like, when they find a system they think works for something, they just yeah. don't let go of it. Like, if you only knew the number of fax machines that are still used every day in Japan... Have you well, been to true, the U.S.? <laughs> Sony, Sony's also a Japanese company, and their well, their network is stable and clunky, but it works uh, much more in the ways that we expect it to. Where we have one account, everything's tied there. If my PlayStation, for whatever reason, gets stolen or explodes, I know and I am certain that the next PlayStation that I buy, I pour in my password and my username, and I'll have everything back. I don't have that certainty with Switch because it's so new. I know it does it now. But it this it's so new that I'm always terrified that something wrong is going to happen. So I would argue if we're talking about Sony versus Nintendo, I would argue that Nintendo is a more Japanese company than Sony. I think Sony is at least That's the PlayStation, that is the PlayStation true. group 
is much more involved in like their Western marketing. Yeah. I, I think when you look at Nintendo, Nintendo, I mean like Reggie, Reggie's job wasn't to design any games. Reggie's job was to sell the games that already existed and were coming out of Japan. Yep. And, and with Sony, I think they actually do like collaborate with game developers in the US as well. Oh yeah, because so, they have game developers exclusively here. In the yeah, US. and so that that's why I would argue that Nintendo is probably a different beast if we're talking about a Japanese uh, true, company. But remember, those are game developers, though. Um, Sony itself and uh, the inside networking of PlayStation is done in Japan. But I totally understand what you mean. You know, you have the game developers, so like you have to support the online infrastructure that is expected from a Western audience, which I I think has has definitely been formed a lot by like good on you microsoft entering entering the console yes. race. granted yes. granted your xbox console isn't that great anymore but yeah uh at least you at least i think they revolutionized online gameplay and oh, they did and oh, i yeah. think and honestly if we could just copy whatever they had whatever xbox had in like 2009 i'd be happy with I think I think one factor that we're not taking into account in this conversation, which we will have to stop after this because it's getting off topic, is that Nintendo only does video games. Yes. Sony and yes. Microsoft <laughs> do a lot of other stuff. That's true. That's true. I, I I do agree with that. But like you said, we should probably get back to uh, talking about <laughs> to the topic. I mean, you brought your share and I on. We're going to talk dev dev news. Um, yep. And- <laughs> Which is, which is why I thought this was a good topic this week, but I didn't want to go that deep. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Jashir, and I, Jashir and I will just speculate on all that. But we have... Oh, yeah. But I mean, yeah, back to Pokemon if we want to do that. Also, I, I said this on the show before. If we're talking about bringing Pokemon over from... What's that game that just came out? Let's go. Mm. <laughs> you already forgot oh about God. it. And it's been 20 minutes. Like, yeah. the amount of involuntary shade you've been throwing at Let's Go for the past six months is amazing. <laughs> Involuntary shade. I love that. <laughs> I haven't really done it on purpose, but it, it kind of just goes. You said I'm sorry. It, I just it, love that. It goes to sh- shade. It goes to show how that game hasn't was, done anything. Exactly. The best one was where at the beginning of the show you were like, "We talk about the game, the TCG, the anime, and other things like Pokemon." Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> but, I mean, it. I I know a lot of people get upset about that, and that's that's mostly. I mean, I think I think subconsciously, like I'm definitely uh, going from the the background of all of us, right? Uh, the hardcore Pokemon fans, and I mean, let's go was nice. It was a nice little pandering to us, yeah. um, but it was also. I don't know. It's definitely not like the game that I want. I as I saw it, and a lot of other people saw it. They said, "Oh, cool! This is just something to like tie me over for a little bit. Give, give me yeah. something something new to do in the two years I have to wait between Ultra Sun and Ultra Moon and Sword and Shield." I, I, I do like that. Um, I, I see it as that. And I don't like it has battle mechanics in it. It's an OK game. I see it as nothing more than a game that you play through. Right. Yeah, and uh, that's exactly what it is. I mean, I yeah. still can't believe Sigma was able to get all the masters, if I'm not, res- not mistaken. He did. He did. Oh, God. It's like it's dude, such a grind. I- yeah, the, um, all kudos to you, because as soon as I finished the Elite Four, I just had no interest in going back. I think I finished the Pokedex, and then like I did a little bit of shiny hunting, and then, then I was done. I I tried to finish the Pokedex, but I don't have anyone to trade with, so I can't. And then I was <laughs> like, okay, I beat, I've beaten the Elite Four, and now I can't... Yeah, I could bring stuff over from Go, but I don't have that many Machamps, you know? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. And then I, I, I finished the Elite Four, and then I was like, oh, I'm just gonna go catch Mewtwo. And then, oh, yeah, I do have the Master Ball, but it's worthless in this yeah, game. Exactly. No, it's not. 
Yes, it is because mm-hmm. you have to actually us. beat Mewtwo, so you can't oh. do what you do in all the other That's games, true. where you go in with your level forty yeah. team and you catch Mewtwo. That's with true. A level seventy, so I was like, so I have to grind these guys up thirty. Yeah, that's not gonna happen. Bye. <laughs> yeah, it was. Uh, it was. It was an interesting game. I was okay with it. I. I don't think, like I said, as a Pokemon player, I'm not hugely into it. But if we want to transfer the Pokemon, this is this is going back to the topic. Thankfully, um, if we want to transfer the Pokemon from Let's Go to uh, what's it called, Sword and Shield, I think we're gonna see something that's more of like a Pokemon transporter. As opposed yeah. to a Pokemon Bank situation, I, I think people are, people are expecting Pokemon Bank. That's my frustration with Let's Go Two. Uh, it's more in the you know the inside mechanical of the game. It's like what? So if we're gonna switch the Pokemon we use in Let's Go up to Sword and Shield, they're only gonna get re-rolled once again. Uh no no no! I don't think they're gonna get re-rolled. I think no no because and th- this is this is why. So in Let's Go, you actually do have IVs and they work exactly like IVs do now. If we're talking about re-rolling, you're talking about re-rolling things like uh, we did when we brought Pokemon from, you know, Gen 2 Virtual Console to 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 Bank. Or from Go to Let's Go, where the stats just, just go random. That's a completely different beast. And so in Let's Go, you actually do have, like, the, the basic skeleton framework of competitive Pokemon and Pokemon okay, right now. Because okay. you, you do have natures, you do have full IVs, there's no reason for them to be re-rolled. Um, it, you could say, well, what about, you know, the candy values and everything? Well, that those are just called AVs uh, for something else, um, additional values or something like that. I forget what it is. And... Those are completely different from my EVs in like a different block. Yeah, those are just going to disappear. Yeah, those are just going to disappear when you give them the bank. I think the real question there is, are they going to link Go directly to Sword and Shield, or are they still going to use Let's Go as a gateway? I think the second option is more likely. Oh, I think the second option is definitely more likely. I, I think if we see anything that happens, I, I think they do that mostly to keep furthering sales of Let's Go future Let's Go titles, because Let's Go didn't do bad. Like, let's be oh, completely no. honest about that. Let's Go sold, like, 2 million units in its launch. Or not 2, two million, 10 million units in its launch. And that, I mean, that blows away already the numbers for Ultra Sun, Ultra Moon. Granted, those were a huge disappointment. Uh, I think that's, uh, that. I mean, that's good news for the Pokemon franchise. Uh, I, I yeah. think that we'll definitely see another Let's Go game. I think that you they either do Let's Go Gen 2, and they let you bring over your Gen 2 Pokemon. I think it's really stupid that they only let you bring over your Gen 1 Pokemon, but I completely understand from a development standpoint. I, I don't know what the next Let's Go game is going to be, but I definitely expect it to allow you to bring over more Pokemon from your Go game, not just up to, like, Gen 2. Yeah. And because my my understanding as to why they only did Gen 1 was, one, they did all of the artwork for... They did all of the models for only the Pokemon up to Gen 1, probably. <laughs> And they were just yeah. like, we're not doing, you know, the 493 or I guess at this point, 808 Pokemon in these models. We don't have the time for it. Like it's it's also it's a beginning step for new players. So they really, you don't want to overwhelm them with all 800 when well, you can just not, feed them the, you know, it, the generations it, per set. I don't know if that's the reasoning. I am fully I fully, fully, fully believe that any reasoning that we come to. Why was this number smaller? And let's go. I think the reason is legitimately always going to be we didn't have the time. Hmm. We yeah. had and we had Papa Nintendo breathing down our necks. We wanted to get a, they wanted the game out. We gave them a game and that's what we did. That was our job. Let us work on Sword and Shield now. And that is why I think we are not guaranteed to have a connection between 
a possible Gen 2 Let's Go game and the actual Let's Go because I think oh, yeah. A, Let's Go is always going to be the thing that Game Freak rushes out because, oh, look, we ha- we did a total rush job. It's kind of crappy and it's still sold Tell Me on copies and we did what Papa Nintendo wanted and we brought in a lot of cash so we don't need to make any more of an effort than this because our actual mm-hmm. interest is in the real quote-unquote main series games mm-hmm. and also like if you want to have let's go connect to another game you have to make like a giant patch where the connectivity is improved because the connectivity in let's go is <laughs> it can barely connect to itself yeah i think exactly I think they will. I think what we'll get in the next Let's Go game, and, and I think this is a good place to stop. Uh, I think I think what we'll get in the next Let's Go game is just going to be a uh, what is it? We're just going to see a more polished version of Let's Go with maybe Gen two Pokemon. Like that, that's probably it. I don't expect much more than that. Yeah, I, I think they did a good enough job that they can sell it. Yeah, I do expect them to take some critics, uh, some of the the more uh, real criticism that the game has, uh, and work that in. So maybe Je- let's go Gen Two would be much better, and at least in a in a long lasting fun side of it. I don't know that the Let's Go format can be a, a long lasting thing. Um, personally, I, I mean, maybe for a kid or something, it can be. Like if this is your first Pokemon game and your entrance into the Pokemon franchise, sure. That could be le- that could be long lasting, but I don't know that it's gonna be long lasting. There's only so much damage you can do to your elbow by throwing a Pokeball at your. That's screen. the problem, honestly. That mechanic was like it was a cool gimmick, and I had a lot of fun with it. But now I'm tired of it. Like, yeah. But that's the point. Like, Let's Go is entirely made up of gimmicks. Yes, that's the problem. But that that's where we'll end it. Uh, we will take a short break. And we'll be right back at you with the Pokemon of the episode. Hey, are you like, man, I really wish I could wear some Puckle gear. It'd be great to have the logo, maybe have a PuckleCon design if I decide to go to PuckleCon. Or even like, man, I wish I just had some Pokemon shirts. Well, guess what? You could head on over to Tee Public where you can pick up shirts, mugs, pretty much anything you want with the Puckle logo. With just some cool Pokemon logos as well. We keep the link to that in the description of the podcast you can also check it out on our website as well you can find our link to our t public and you can just pick up any cool thing that you want like i said mugs even a tapestry like seth you can wrap yourself in it so what are you waiting for go check out the puckle t public store today poke the episode and welcome to the Pokemon of the episode. The Pokemon of the episode this week is National Dex number 181, Ampharos, the Fabio Pokemon. The Ultramoon Pokedex entry for Mega Ampharos states, Massive amounts of energy intensely stimulated Ampharos's cells, apparently awakening its long-sleeping dragon's blood. Ooh, long sleeping dragon blood. It's like it's like Ampharos, you were kind of a poopy Pokemon, but then you megad, and now we like you. <laughs> and you have fabulous hair. You have fabulous hair. That's true. Uh, so Ampharos being a Pokemon in the uh, in the thing, and it's got a Mega. Let me look up its base stats real quick for you. So Mega Ampharos is the one we're going to care about this week because regular Ampharos is kind of poo-poo. So Mega Ampharos has a base stat total of 610, 90 in HP, which is actually pretty solid. Uh, 95 in attack, 105 in defense, 165 in special attack, 
110 special defense and 45 speed, which is fine. It's not that fast anyway when it's regular. It's like 55, so it drops to 45. I don't care. That's faster than Vikavolt. Let's just dig into this team. So this team just like, we, we obviously have the star of the show, Ampharos. So Ampharos is running 252 special attack, 252 speed, and uh, Volt Switch, Dragon Pulse, Focus Blast, Thunderbolt. All of these things are probably its best coverage moves. Um, I guess it gets Signal Beam as another option, but I wouldn't run that. I still think these are the best coverage moves that it can possibly have. Yeah, it gets Power Gem as well if you really need it, but I, I still, what are you going to need it for? What, you're going to hit an Ice-type super effectively? It's an Ice-type. You, you have Focus Blast. I don't think Fire-types ruin your life that much. And especially since you resist Fire Stab as Dragon. Exactly. So, good, good on you, Ampharos. Doing your Ampharos things. But So we're looking at that. What are Ampharos' weaknesses now? Well, it gets the Dragon-type, which actually adds a little bit to it. And so the dragon type actually adds fairy weakness to you, and it also adds a uh, an ice type weakness. And a dragon one. And a dragon one. And a dragon one. But dragon, more or less, we, we can get around that. But I think that first partner that goes with this one, Arcanine, really covers that fairy type weakness, and it covers the, uh, like, in, in RU, which this team is built for, in RU, it's really, really big for um, Florges to be in a, on a team. Like, that's the fairy type in, in RU. And... Uh, I think Arcanine does a really good job of beating Florges. It soaks up Moonblast, and if you are Life Orb F- Arcanine, Flare Blitz will almost always Oko. <laughs> so definitely looking at Arcanine here, Life Orb Flash Fire, so you can walk into other Arcanine, uh, or other Fire-type moves for that matter. Um, you've got 252 Attack, 252 Speed, Throw of a 4 in Defense, it doesn't really matter. You have Jolly Nature, Flare Blitz, Wild Charge, Extreme Speed, Morning Sun, because you are going to be taking a lot of damage with the Flare Blitzes, the Wild Charges, and just the Life Orb damage. Morning Sun is huge for that. So definitely look into that one. But there's a few more things to go along with this, because it it is an Ampharos. Uh, Yeah. Yeah, And you can go with it, Whimsicott. Yeah. Yeah, I'm going with it, because Ampharos, you know, it's, it's good on the special side, but you want some coverage, so... You get Glissopod with a choice band. It has 168 HP, 252 attack, and 88 speed. And do not ask me what that's for because I don't play RU. <laughs> <laughs> not a lot of people do. I will say that much. Not a lot of people play RU. It's adamant and it has, of course, first impression, liquidation, lich life, and aqua jet. Yeah, I think those are good moves, though, too. Like, first impression's really good if you want to get something out there really fast. I also really like emergency exit sy- synergy with Ampharos. Because yes. the the synergy allows you to kind of get uh, essentially a slow volt switch or a slow U-turn, which is really, really nice to get Ampharos in and something that might really want, it might really want to be in on. So I, I exactly. definitely am a big fan of emergency exit for that. And if you're thinking, oh, well, you can only use that once. Well, that is what Leech Life is for. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it is. And then, of course, you have this super solid Pokemon, which is Dumbfound, with its leftovers. It has max HP, max attack, and four EVs in speed. Again, I don't know what that's for. Well, that's for, probably too, for other Dumbfound. It's for other Dumbfound. <laughs> that is what it's for. <laughs> it's Adamant. It has, of course, Rapid Spin, Earthquake, Knockoff, and Ice Shard. It's your standard Dumbfound, and it's going to carry you a long way. Man, having Ice Shard is huge, too. Like, Donphan's ability to have Ice Shard is just really big. It lets you beat things like Zygarde 10%. It, it lets you just get much-needed priority in a lot of situations. 
And yeah, I, this is a very slow team, so all the priority you can get is great. Yes, yes, it is. Yes, it is. Jishir, you want to take us home? Um, it's cute. I'll, I'll, no, I'll walk you home on these last two. I'll walk you through it so you understand as a TCG player the importance <laughs> of the last two members of these teams. So mm. so we were talking about having a dragon weakness with Mega Ampharos because it's a dragon now, right? So what mm-hmm. beats dragon better than fairy types, right? <laughs> you have Florges. <laughs> ah. uh, and so... Uh, we're running pretty much the standard Smogon spread from Florges, which is 252 HP, 120 defense, and 136 speed. The 136 speed Whimsicott informed me was for, like, Beware and something else. I think it's base 60 mods, essentially. Yeah, and Honchcrow. Yes. And well, what was it? Adam and Tyrantrum. Uh, I am not a huge fan of this set in particular. Um uh, I wish I would have changed it around. I didn't have a lot of time to play with the team this week. And... Uh, we have Wish, Moonblast, Synthesis, and Aromatherapy. I'm not a big fan of ever having Wish and Synthesis on the same set for Florges. I, I really like to do one or the other. Um, if you do Wish, I would slap Protect, and if you have Synthesis, I would do something else. I, I do have I do see why having both is good. Uh, personally, my play style, I don't like both. I, I really wish I had a Protect there every once in a while. Uh, but yeah. th- then you also you follow this up with uh, just like a really solid Hazard Setter in Fortress, with uh, Gyro Ball, Spikes, Volt Switch, and Rapid Spin. I really like Spikes in RU, actually, because there aren't a lot of Pokemon that really hate Stealth Rocks in RU. Spikes just kind of gives you consistent damage. And there isn't, like, a ton of stuff off the ground, either. So Spikes are a good bang for your buck. Exactly. Spikes are just really, really good. I also like having the Rapid Spin support. I, And I think most Pokemon players, when you're talking about Hazard Removal, prefer Rapid Spin over Defog. Mostly so you can remove more more things from your side of the field. Yeah, I suppose it depends on how many spin blockers and leech seeders on are in your tier. Uh, there's not a lot in RU, I'll tell you that much. I mean, maybe like mismatches. Exactly. <laughs> maybe mismatches, but there aren't so, that many. So rapid spin is nice. Yes, rapid spin I think is really, really nice for this. Uh, but that's the team. I mean, I really like this team. I played around with it a little bit. Um, by a little bit, I mean like one match. And I mean, I won. So that that says something for somebody who doesn't know the speed tiers and for somebody who doesn't, uh, <laughs> who only knows how like Arcanine works and Donphan. I, I did, I did somewhat well. <laughs> I guess I kind of knew how Fortress yeah. worked from back in Gen 4 when it was, when it was viable in OU. Bingo card. Yeah, it was, uh, it was definitely like a huge thing back then. So, I mean, that, those are the only, like, I knew how to use like half the team, I guess. Uh, I until yeah. I played with that team, I actually didn't know that emergency exit could be used in that way, and it really just like opened my eyes. I'm like, I can do so much more with Pokemon now. Elizabeth <laughs> is really, really, really cool. Yeah. So that I mean, that's Ampharos though. So if you are a patron, um, if the bot works this week, we will go ahead and be giving out a shiny version of this Ampharos. You could check it out at Patreon.com. If you're not a patron, you still can get the regular version of it. We'll just be giving that away. Just follow our social media on Twitter or uh, Instagram, and you'll find that out this week. So, yeah, it's, it's a cool. I like giving them away like this. It's a lot of fun. Just so you guys can build up your competitive repertoire. And also maybe build the team and fight me with it if I ever decide to stream again, because I keep saying I am. But then I'm just like, oh, but moving. <laughs> no, same thing you know with what? me. For the past two weeks, is by oh moving. I don't even have a desk, guys. I am recording this through the dining room plastic table. (laughs) 
Oh gosh, that's totally going to be me in like five or six weeks. That, that's the thing. Like we're all moving right now, but by the end of the year, we're all going to be in like super sweet places. So. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right, so this is a good place to stop. We are going to kick it on over, though, guys, to the mailbag. It's mail time! It's time for the mailbag! Send in your emails! And welcome to the mailbag. The mailbag, as always, is brought to you by the energy drink, Green Toros, the energy drink that gives you hooves. Hoofs! And as always, we'll give the Green Taurus badge to people if we remember. This is the segment of the show, the mailbag, where we read listener emails that you can send into pucklepodcast at gmail.com. You can write in your email to a prompt. Last week, we wanted to know what you thought might happen with the legendary situation in Pokemon Sword and Pokemon Shield. So let's just jump into it. Our first set of emails are from this first email, not set of emails. This first email is from Patrick Ketchum. And he spells it with the K overlapping, and it's very cute. Um, so let's go. Hello, hello from the suburbs of the Revolution, Western Massachusetts. Patrick Ketchum here to predict the next games or the next generation's legendary Pokemon. Considering the name Sword and Shield, my first thought is we'll be treated to some sort of steel type. I'm leaning towards only one legendary with two game specific form slash typings, but that probably won't happen. I want to interject and say. I'm looking at Sogaleo over here, and he's not a fire type. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Here's my best guess. Sword Sword will be a steel dragon straight out of the Hobbit, probably with an electric move tossed in its level up. Shield will be steel water straight out of Loch Ness. I'm guessing with an ice move for its level up. That'd be a weird. Um, maybe I've been playing too much Skyrim, but hey, there's never too much Skyrim. <laughs> Just like Pokemon, there's never too much. Keep on rocking in the free world, Patrick Ketchum. Oh, uh, that was okay. I I still don't think that it. I I don't know. I would be okay with them throwing me for a loop and it not being a Steel type. Yeah, I'd be okay with it. Uh, Sogaleo is okay, minus the fact that Psychic Steel didn't make any sense for it. I'd much rather have seen Psychic Fire or something like that out of a Legendary. Yeah. I mean, it made sense because of the whole alchemy thing they had going yeah. on, I suppose. I, th- I think it's one of those things where, like, they had a concept for it, and they built upon that concept, and that part of the concept got kind of lost along the way mm-hmm. in the lore and in what actually ended up in the game. So it doesn't make sense to us, but it did used to make sense to them at one point. Yes. And I'm, di- I'm fully expecting that to happen again. <laughs> Fully expected to happen again. All right. So this next one is from Cody. Or yeah, Cody. I guess Cody. Yeah, he didn't give yep. us a name, so we'll we'll go here. We'll go for Cody. Cody writes in and says Evolution, form bias by generation. Hey guys, new listener here. We're all of the talk of Gen 8 and the historical precedence of Pokemon expanding evolutionary lines in even generations. I am curious to get your thoughts on which Pokemon from later generations are deserving of some additional evolutionary lines. I recently examined the Pokedex to get an idea of which Pokemon get expanded evolutionary lines or forms changes in subsequent generations and it is incredibly skewed to the first three generations. I can find at least 110 examples of Pokemon from generations 1 to 3 getting a new evolution, mega evolution or form change in the subsequent generations. 
As it currently stands, I can only find 9 examples of new forms or mega evolutions for Pokemon in generations from 4 to 6. Not one Pokemon line introduced in these generations has gotten an additional evolution introduced in a subsequent iteration. It has only been mega evolutions and a few form changes. Those Pokemon are Mega Lupony, Mega Aboma Snow, Mega Gallade, Mega Garchomp, Mega Lucario, Mega Audino, Ash Greninja, and the two Saigon forms. And Mega Deonce. Mega Deonce, yeah. He, he forgot totally forgot them. to write it. Oh, wait, no, wait, 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 let's not get ahead. Uh, we haven't okay. read the rest of it, but... Uh, wait, wait a moment. Okay. There are three reasons why that happens, and they're very clear. Yes. One is the power creep. Yes. Two... <laughs> Is the nostalgia. Yes. <laughs> and three is Eviolite. Yes. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. That there's there's so many there, things. Yeah. Like, I want to, before we continue, the he asked you about us giving our opinions on what we think needs an evolution and stuff like that. We actually did an episode of this, like, two months ago. Yeah. Not that long ago. If, if you just look back, like, a few episodes there, it's probably, like, within the 70s, like, 370s. So definitely go take a look there if you're interested in us talking about that. Yeah. But what 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 I just want to say, kudos on all the uh, research he did for this. Yeah, email. no, no, he at least did research. He knows what he's talking about. Yeah, he knows what he's talking about. Okay, I continue on. It says I exclude Gen Seven because Gen Eight has not re- uh, has not released, and so it would be impossible for them to have an expanded line in this time. I also exclude form changes that were introduced in new Pokemon, but in the same generations as they were released because it feels like it was objectively done to add story context to the expanded game. This namely includes Giratina and Necrozma, and I guess you could count Mega Deonce as a form change, but even so, it would only bring the total up to 10. So he did mention, he did remember yes. about Mega Deonce. He just categorized it differently. This is bringing the fact. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Pokemon has given a lot of love to its first three generations that has cast later ones. Specifically, Generation 5, to the wayside, when it comes to expanding on those Pokemon lines. Personally, I am hoping for a new evolution for Bisharp, or maybe a new evolution for somewhat maligned Kukatoon. What are your thoughts on how Pokemon has handled expanding upon existing Pokemon lines, and are there any you want to get attention in the Galar region? Regards, Cody. And if that wasn't a Green Taurus email, I don't know what was. Agreed. <laughs> So there's so there's like a lot there's a lot to unpack here. <laughs> there's a lot to unpack here. Really good email, Shody. So so like I said, um, there's there, we did an episode on this uh, a few months ago. Like it was this year because Linian was on it. So it was it was either January to February. So just like look back like ten episodes. It's in like the past ten episodes. And so like Whimsicott said, I think going into future evolutions from lines that didn't get them earlier. Probably isn't going to happen. Also, if you're going to say the pattern of Pokemon getting additional evolutions in even number generations, let's go back to Gen 6. Let's look at that even generation. How many Pokemon from previous Pokemon games got an evolution in Gen 6? The answer is one. And that's Eevee. And that's the only answer. (laughs) But we we did get Megas. We no, we got megas, which is completely different than I think getting like a traditional evolution. And so I think if they're going to do anything in Galar, you have to do one of two things, or you can do both of these things. One, I think they should bring megas back. I I would be completely fine with megas coming back. We're probably close enough to Kalos for this to happen. That would be cool. We can wrap up like even if they don't give us Kalos as 
a, secondary, yeah. an ex, a secondary region or something like that. At least maybe we can get Harkin back to the lore of Kalos because Galar should be closer to Kalos than everything else. And you could say, oh, well, when the weapon was fired, we created more megastones over here and they're different megastones. I just want to bring up that they had no qualms giving us new evolution stones in Hoenn, which is like on the other side of the world. So. That, yeah, exactly. So I think that they could true. totally just give us more megastones, which would be great. And if they're going to do evolutions of previous Pokemon, the answer is, and this is, I'm going to give Linian credit for all of this. The answer is split evolutions. Like, that's what you have to do. You can't, you can't be like, oh man, I want to see Farfetch'd evolve. No, it has to be something along the lines of Poliwhirl or Gloom. You have to have something like that happen. Yeah. And I've always, always felt for the longest time that I feel that we should have more split evolutions, specifically for Pokemon like Raichu. I know we do have that, right? Alolan Raichu. But, uh, before Alolan Raichu was said, like, Pikachu should have a secondary evolution, uh, and other Pokemons as well, where you can just choose which direction you want to go with it. Well, they won't, they won't touch the sacred Pikachu, but. <laughs> true. You know what that is going to bring us? A fourth Charizard. Oh, <laughs> yeah. It's going to happen regardless. You're going to end up with Charizard yeah. Z. Whatever new gimmick they come up in Gen, Gen 8, you know that Taurus is going to benefit from it. It's just uh, Charizard and Mewtwo. The other thing I think is really interesting that we haven't talked about. We talk about Mega Evolutions coming back, right? And I think I think something that would be interesting, just as like a just as food for thought, we don't have to discuss this, um, would be are they going to add Z moves? Mm. Boosh, just blew your mind. Uh, because yeah. if we're talking about adding Mega Evolutions, they could totally just add Z crystals, and I mean they're they're going to be the lame ones, where it's just like, oh man, I can't wait for um, my Sobble to be able to use Sobblium Z. And use use its super special awesome chocolatey move, and it's uh, not that great, and nobody ever uses it except for Decidue MZ, which is used in the uh, I believe NU tier. <laughs> and I mean, I've se- I've seen people use Let's Snuggle Forever. That that's 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 true, but most of them are typically garbage. So <laughs> that's just some some food for thought. I don't know. I I think Megas are probably the way to go as opposed to traditional evolutions, mostly because Evie Light broke everything. Yeah. Do you think they might bet they might take that out though? They ha it's an item. They those things don't don't cross over unless they purposely put it into the game. They've done that before. Like I think a good example of this is Latios and Latios. Like Soldu got nerfed hardcore. And so I could definitely see Evia like getting knocked down to like maybe twenty five percent if it does come back. And then they could do it, but even then it's not a guaranteed thing, right? Yeah. So who knows? But yeah, I think I think that's where we leave that email. <laughs> uh, this last one today is uh, going to be from Mido or Mido? Mido? I, I think it's Mido because he has a whole thing with the color green and Japanese culture and Midori is Japanese for green. Yeah. It's also it's, it's also the name of a melon liqueur. Yes. Because okay. <laughs> of, of the green. Yes. <laughs> we'll we'll let him like tell us what the actual pronunciation is in the Discord server next time we we cross paths with him. Yes, okay, no, of course. So, the Earthedge and his unruly gaggle of cryptid folk. I love that. <laughs> Last week you asked us for thoughts on the legendary Pokemon of Galar. A limited amount of legendaries with well-written lore seems a bit much to ask. Joking aside, as a resident of Galar, naturally, I downed my tea popped my shoes on, and went down to the pubs to see if I could find any local folk stories of supposed legends. After a few pints, a round of karaoke is some persistent needling, 
It wasn't until I got to one of the sketchiest bars, the Black Dog Pub, I finally got somewhere. Seriously, my pancham almost evolved. It was that bad. (laughs) (laughs) There's some serious competition for that green tourist. Yeah, right? Yeah, there is some serious (laughs) competition here. Uh, I'm I'm leaning towards giving out two this week. I'm just... I don't (laughs) care. Yeah, I don't care. Uh, I met a man in a tinfoil hat who claimed he had the answers I sought. He claimed he had an uncle with insider knowledge, (laughs) quote-unquote, and explained what he knew. Four national Pokemon for the four countries within the region. A lion, a unicorn, a dragon, and a stag. Blimey. Oh, my. Uh, This is awfully familiar. (laughs) Uh, These four potential Pokemon sound interesting for sure, but my interest was piqued when I did some research on that pub, the Black Dog, a myth widely shared across the region for generations. Large black dogs with connection to electricity seen as omens of depression, danger, and death. I swear I've seen this dog somewhere before. Sherlock Holmes? Yes. Huh? Sherlock Holmes? That sounds no, like the wait, mystery. Are, have you not been it's following serious this? It's black in Harry Potter, oh, I think. I went, I went no, a little bit further no. back. <laughs> what is this? Okay, so you have to be following the Pokemon scene. The Pokemon, like, you know how we're Pokemon fans and we just frame by frame the trailers. Uh, so yeah. one, let's just take a look at the Sword and Shield logos. Okay, look at the dog. Thank you. Yeah, um, but dogs. next, if you actually... It's a wolf, but okay. Yeah, Come okay, on, okay. Um, but then you also look, if you frame by frame the trailer for uh, the reveal trailer, you'll... Oh, yeah, in the, the Coliseums, the silhouette. In, the co- yeah. in the Coliseums, there's actually like a dog uh, oh. slash wolf, which is very similar to the one like that you see on the Sword and the Shield logo. So I, I'm pretty sure we're going to get some kind of like legendary in that sense. Well, yeah. it is it is actually a legend of Great Britain. That that is what the the legend in Harry Potter yes. that the black dog is, is whatever. You you got you got what I mean. Yes. Yes. Okay. I'll post more as I found out more. My question to you guys this week is this. The legendary for the games is clearly a wolf. Thank you, Medum. Um what do you guys think of the version exclusive legendaries being one and the same but with different forms? And what if attack slash defense form were prominent throughout the games. Could be interesting. Yours curiously, Mido, the Gala region. P.S. When I went back to that pub, it was totally gone. Swear on my life. Share if you think that's proper mad. So, <laughs> nice. Oh, quick, quick, quick note. Yes. A quick note. The Sherlock Holmes I was referring to was Sherlock Holmes and the Hounds of Back... Bakersfield, Baskerville. Baskerville. So that yeah. was what I thought he was going with. So continue on that. Sorry. Uh, yeah, I, I think I think all of these are based on, on the same folklore in, yeah. in, in British history. Yeah. Uh, all I have to say about like if it's the same Pokemon in this attack and defense form is that the Yu-Gi-Oh jokes are going to be too much for me to handle when the game comes out. <laughs> well, the, the were the Digimon jokes too much when Megaouts were were revealed. No. They were not. I mean, guys, the the legendaries in Generation Five are literally a white dragon with blue eyes and a black dragon with red oh, eyes. So. That's right. Oh man, that's <laughs> I didn't, I didn't even realize that. Before. I didn't even realize didn't that. Even until, realize you realize that you, you blew my mind. Some, yeah, eight years later. Something on us. <laughs> How am I the one to bring this information to you when um. all I know about Yu-Gi-Oh is this one joke? And the <laughs> well, fact that's that it why exists. I guess. <laughs> 
I, I'm amazed one that it came from you. I'm also my mind's blown because I've actually never noticed that. Yeah, I never now. noticed either. Yeah, you're totally right. We have a red eyes bl- black dragon and a blue eyes white dragon. Yeah, I, I'm yeah. I'm just blown away. Uh, so I'm gonna need a week to recover from that. Uh, <laughs> so so I think both Mito and uh, and Cody got our green Taurus badge. So just yeah, come to the server. I, I don't want to choose. I don't want to choose. They were both fantastic. We'll just hand you the badge if you come to the Discord server. And then, of course, next week, if you want to email us at pucklepodcast.gmail.com, tell us what you think might happen with, let's say, a future Let's Go game. Let's ta- let's let's go with that course of discussion instead of what do you think is going to happen with Pokemon Bank on the Switch? We could also put that there as well. If you have more insight than what I said or Whimsicott said or Jushiro said. Or more so, concerns. Yeah, or more concerns. But I'm going to quickly rattle off all the other cool things you can do in Puckle during the week while you wait until my... My earbuds are uh, the mailbag. I also should state will not be in the show next week for two reasons. Uh, one, we have to pre-record the show super early, um, so we're going to be recording on Wednesday, uh, so we won't have enough time for you guys to send in your emails. Second, we also have an interview scheduled for that week, so you guys will actually, instead of the mailbag segment, be getting an interview segment, nice. which is going to be really exciting. I'm very excited for that interview. Get hyped! It, it is very exciting. So we, so no, unfortunately, but this will be on 384. So send in your emails. What do you think about the new, next Let's Go game? What do you think about, uh, what do you think about the Pokemon Bank issue that we might face in in uh, the future? So send those in. But of course, let me go ahead and say that you can follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and on uh, what's the other thing, Facebook, and you could keep <laughs> up with Puckle. Have a good time. Uh, so we're, we're posting yep. a couple do cool not forget things. uh pokemon uh, sorry puckle plus if yes. you guys uh are part uh subscribe to puckle plus so you get more and more uh puckle goodness and shows from there in exclude uh, including but not least uh my show the tcg cast do not miss it every first thursday of every month we talk about all things tcg and a new format and new people also this week Battlecast is coming out so watch out for oh that. yeah and it's going to be really exciting. Uh, Puckle Live was a little late this week. I'm I'm still getting a lot of kinks worked out. I almost lost the episode, so that was bad. Uh, <laughs> so I, we're we're getting that going. Uh, but then, of course, don't forget you can always watch Jushira and myself on Twitch when we decide to move into our houses. <laughs> and we finish this moving hazard. We finish moving this. Uh, Orange Avenger is holding down the fort though, and he's doing he TCG is. as well, and he's having a great time doing that. So definitely he go is. Twitch. It's a great place to go. Uh, you can of course help us out monetarily here at puckle by doing one of two things you can uh, or three things uh, if you're going to twitch you can use your twitch prime subscription to give us a free two dollars a month we really appreciate that that always helps us out you can always go to our t public store and buy some cool merch including the new puckle con shirt that's out so Ooh. we yeah it's gonna be really cool you can wear one of those to there's actually two, two of them, there are two of and them. they are both freaking amazing Ooh. and then you can also go uh, to our Patreon at patreon.com slash Puckle Podcast, where you can get the cool shiny Pokemon like we were talking about in the Poke of the Episode segment. And you can also get a bunch of other cool rewards. So definitely check that out. And I guess uh, that's it. I did it pretty quick this week. I'm getting better at it. So until next time, guys, here in the Lavender Town Radio Tower, I am Trainer Thatch. I'm Lord Yashiro. And I am the flossiest of all Whimsicots. And it's closing time.
And Puckle would like to thank all of its patrons for making the show possible. Of course, we'd also like to thank Xander for making that cool intro at the beginning of the show as well. But if you're a patron, you can go to patreon.com slash pucklepodcast and get a host of cool rewards as well as being on the Patreon live show. You could get some cool Pokemon distributions. We just gave away a shiny Magnazone. And you can also, of course, give away uh, pretty much anything. I mean, you can just come on. We have tons of rewards, access to our exclusive Discord. But thank you to Greg, Viger, Duly Noted, Ten Little Men, Andrea, The Fluffiest Whimsicott, Shamu, Snag, Dexio, uh, Christina, or Christian, um, Rotted Mushroom, Bosephus, Alvarin, Seth Vilo, Marcus, Claude Nine, Dennis, Eric, Michael, R Sigma, Doc McStuffles, Nathan, The Golden Klefki, The British Gent, Trevor, TJ, Doc Knox, Echo, Shambles, Birdkeeper Cobra, Jeremy, Louise, Wade, Kevin, Justin, Tank, Jonathan, Greg, Bodtak, Alec, Mikey, Ozzy, Rory, Jedi DJ, Sparky, Nick, Dylan, Shira, Ironcaster, Orange Avenger, Thomas, Zero, Curtis, Anime Gravy, Hazelnut, Joseph, Treby, and The Real Eevee. Thanks to all of you guys for helping make the show possible. We really appreciate the support, and we'll keep on keeping on. So we will catch you guys on the flip-flop. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.